0: Geopolitics and Empire is joined by Venezuelan writer Emmanuel Rincón. Welcome to Geopolitics and Empire, Emmanuel.
1: Thank you very much for your invitation. I'm trying to pronounce well your
0: name. It's all right. No problem. Well, I'm used to it. And, uh, you know, I, I recently discovered your your excellent channel, uh, your commentary, your writing. You're, you're doing a lot of great uh, work and uh, it interests me very much as a Croatian American Mexican. And I've got, there's a number of listeners as well who are living in Mexico and uh, Spanish speaking listeners who are very interested in what you're um, what you've been doing and talking about. And I, I guess to start, maybe uh, I would start with the big idea that we are seeing in the Western world uh, an attack on our freedoms uh, and the wave of tyranny coming to our lands Uh, You're seeing American and European governments shutting down bank accounts of people, online accounts, you know, the censorship of of citizens who think differently. And I think I believe you have identified uh, one of the central enemies of the West as, you know, socialism, neo-Marxism, cultural Marxism, even globalism. Could you sort of explain to us what what you what is going on from your perspective you know what's going on in the western world and and what's the principal cause or enemy
1: well, i think that the bigger problem right now is big government i mean it's like a it's like a trend in all the world right now we're seeing people that believe that everything has to be controlled from the government to the people and not in the other way we, we have like um different kind of socialism, okay, we, we, we live the, the, the major catastrophe in, in Venezuela when we got right now 90% of the people living in poverty. There is 7 million of people who flee the country because of the socialist policies. Obviously, these socialist policies are not so radical right now in Europe or the US, but we got activists and politicians in these countries trying to move forward to a more radical left agenda like is going on here in the United States today. 100 Democrats in the Congress vote against to a resolution that the Republicans was trying to pass. Well, in fact, they pass it to reject the socialism in the United States. I mean, right now there is 100 Democrats who believe in socialism in the united states and this will be like one so, something crazy to think about it i don't know 30 years ago you
0: know the way i view it is uh as you mentioned i would totally agree statism everywhere where the government is just taking yeah. control of everything um and uh, i would just see that uh, as another way of saying you know as, as you've been saying socialism collectivism marxism and, and for me also Globalism is the big problem for me. I I would view uh, kind of what you're saying, globalism, as this statism um around the world. They're trying to push uh, this global centralization of power, and I I view globalism as having incorporated progressive liberalism and Marxism. I mean, it's no wonder when the World Economic Forum says you will own nothing. That sounds pretty communistic to me. Uh, do, Do you have any thoughts on on globalism?
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's not so funny, but it's like, I mean, how is that some people that no one elected is trying to determine policies around the world? And, they, uh, and the state governments are like, you know, that bend their knees into this organization. That doesn't have any sense. And yeah, right now, I, I mean, there, there, is a, there is a difference. And I think that most of the people doesn't understand that one thing is the globalism. And another thing totally different is globalization. That is when you know the countries they 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 change their their their, their goods and they are in, in capitalist societies, like you know, growing up their economies. But right now what we have is like big politicians and and big organizations trying to control everything, trying to censor all the information trying to dictate like how the social media have to run. You know that the, 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 the European Union trying to ban or sanction Elon Musk only for trying to apply, to, to apply free speech into, into their platform. So right now we have people that are centralized in, in, in one organization trying to tell us how, how we have to eat, how we have to spend our money, what we can say in social media, and all that stuff and this is the beginning of our great tyranny in all the
0: world a quick shout out to our sponsors which you can locate via the sponsor page on geopoliticsandempire.com, or whose links are included in every podcast description i've tried privacy phones in the past such as silent circles black phone which turned out to be a dud the best and really only option so far is de-googling your phone now you can do it yourself but I've never had the time to figure that out and simply got an above phone. They sell de-Googled phones that come with a suite of software. They also provide support and a monthly above privacy suite with many features such as a unique phone number, encryption, email, VPN, and so forth. If you're looking for a private phone, check out Above Phone. Make sure to click on the Above Phone link on geopoliticsandempire.com or via the podcast description so that we can enjoy a commission. Also, check out the Nomos Time Bank at nomos.net, which you can download in Spanish or English to your Apple or Google or de phone. Nomos allows people in your community to exchange services using time as a currency rather than fiat money. This will be one great way to survive in the coming algorithm ghetto. If you need health insurance, you can talk to my friend James Guzman of the Borderless Blog, Podcast, and Health Insurance. He offers free consultations. Simply schedule a time with him over at borderlesshealthinsurance.com. Finally, you can donate directly to Geopolitics and Empire, consult with me, the host, or become a member to join private monthly member Zoom calls where we shoot the breeze discussing world events. You've commented previously um, on this, you know, um, what happened with... The U.S. election in in uh, 2020 and, and Trump. And uh, I, I believe, you know, that it was sort of like a Soros color revolution in reverse. Uh, you know, a, a, a few months before the election, I had on Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, who worked with the Ronald Reagan administration. This is what he was predicting. And I feel like this is what happened. And then I feel like we saw the same situation with Bolsonaro in Br- Brazil. And, you know, you had the January 6th event, and then you have this strange event recently in Brazil where people are protesting, people are being put in jail. Uh, that's using being used as a pretext for the government to take more power. What's your take on, you know, what happened with Trump and what happened um, in Brazil with Bolsonaro? Well,
1: I think that what happened the 8th of January was a shame because, really, I, I, I don't think that that was necessary. And I think that this this, this only gives more, more power to the left because they're going to have, you know, like the story that, well, look, they're trying to us And that, that, that is total bullshit because, you know, there, there, there are some, I don't know, 100, 200, 200 people that do not understand and they went with, with, with the stone and sticks and break some windows. And that's, that, that's a stupid thing that, that that shouldn't have to happen. But in the meantime... Now Lula and and, and their party are trying to using this to persecute bolsonaro and their allies, you know and bolsonaro I don't know if, if if he's planning to return right now to Brazil because all that these these things that that have been going on in the last months. but it is, it's really you know all the all the international media blame immediately bolsonaro about what happened the, the, the day of January even. When bolsonaro rejected all those stuff months, months ago, and even when they rejected a couple hours ago that this happened. so it's, it's, it's really a shame I don't know. I, I, I think that the people on the right have to to be more smart because right now we are in disadvantage with the left because they, they control almost everything. They control all the big media, they control all the the big organizations, they control the, the UN. The World Economic Forum. So we have to be more smart in the in, in in the time that we make politics because one of the mistakes can cost us like a, a great a, a great leader to be sacrificed, as is the case of Bolsonaro.
0: That's a great point, and I've been talking on my uh, DNT radio show the past couple months. Uh, the same thing that it takes it took a lot of time um, to build up someone like Bolsonaro momentum, and then if you lose him. It's like you're screwed. You you lose a lot of time, um, basically. I think, as as you're saying, and we're seeing now in Latin America again. You're from Venezuela. You've talked a lot about the situation in Venezuela. You can tell us more. But we're also seeing uh, a string of left progressive leaders in Latin America: Gustavo Petro in Colombia, uh, Lula now in um, Brazil, um, Croatian Chilean Boric uh, in, in in Chile, who wants to take away everybody's guns. Um, Amlo López Obrador here in in, in Mexico, uh, how do you feel about this trend now in Latin America? And also the fact that they're talking about they want to create a Latin American union modeled on the European Union, and they want to create a Latin American common currency, the Sur, kind of like you've got the euro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think on all of this? This grouping of leaders and, and some of these ideas.
1: Well, I think that they want to have like. And and an hyperinflation coin, I think, because that doesn't have any sense. Well, look, in in Brazil, they are they are already trying to take away the guns of the people. I don't know if you heard that yesterday. The government of Lula um, make an order to the people of Brazil that they have to declare if they have arms in in guns in the in in their possession. What is the next step? Obviously, when they got all the data of all the people that have the gun, they're gonna say, okay, now you have to give me the guns. So they're right now in in, in, in this in this step. And I think that most most, most all the people in, in Latin America doesn't understand quite well what is like what is why what, what is so necessary for the people to have not only their, their only guns but a free economy. Because when you have a free economy and you have guns, the government can, can, can put their foot in, in, in your nose. There is something that is going on in some states here in the U.S. But, I mean, the, the people in Latin America doesn't understand this. And they always let it go with the narrative that this, only the state should have the guns. But what happened? You know, the, 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 the criminals always have the guns. <laughs> and they're not going to throw it away because you indicate one law and say, okay, now the, the, the guns are illegal and the criminals are going to say, okay, well, let's, let's return our guns because now it's illegal. I mean, this is stupid. But most of the people in our country doesn't understand quite well. And I mean, this 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 comes for, for not only decades, but but centuries ago. But if, if, if we in our region doesn't understand quite well, all this stuff, I mean, How can we be citizens and not a slave of the state? We're going to continue to make this mistake over and over and over again.
0: I see some of these same uh, problems and feelings here in Mexico. I mean, they've taken away our gun rights here in Mexico. There's only one gun store in Mexico City. You have to fill out so much paperwork to get a firearm. And in Mexico, the the caliber of the, the weapon is low. Um and even I, I've had a few conversations with average Mexicans and they have this feeling like why why do I need guns and I'm like what happened to that American um, Mexican revolutionary spirit right the Pancho Villa and Zapata and all of this stuff and you know we, we need guns and we've got the criminals all around us running around with you know AK. got narcos in every
1: street.
0: Yeah and um, they have yeah, guns. And you talked about uh, recently on. Your YouTube the situation in, in El Salvador with Bukele regarding the, the crime there, um, but also maybe on, on Peru. That's an interesting situation because Pedro Castillo, who was the leader, was leftist, but he was removed, from my view, by the U.S. empire, U.S. government. Um, there seemed to be also Canadian mining interests involved. But the new leader of Peru, Dina Baluarte, also seems to be close with the world economic forum and so it's just kind of a strange situation what what's your analysis of what happened uh, and is happening in peru
1: well you know in peru pedro castillo was a, a a school teacher that was a communist and he came to power and i think that he didn't expect that i think that nobody expected that and i think that in in all the months that pedro castillo was in the power he never knew what was going on or why we was why he was here and You know, Lorte was his his vice president. So, I mean, they they are almost the same. But, I mean, Peru in the last 10 years, I think they they already have have like six presidents, I think. And they always have a big fight between the presidency and the Congress. And I I think that this is not something that that we can... um, you know, to try to put the, the U.S. and Canada or other countries in that fight. I think that that, that is something internal between the, the, the forces in, in Peru. But uh, what I think that is like the, the more bizarre thing um, and the most sad, by the way, is that it's always the left, you know, fighting with the left. <laughs> and we don't have almost a right in Latin America. So right now, the, the police is, is, is protecting the government. But the communists on all the left in, in, in South America, even AMLO, even Petro, even Alberto Fernandez, they are all saying that this is a coup that that. And not only that, but they are saying almost that it's like um, all right that is like defending or killing innocent people. When it's communists killing communists, I mean, it's, 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 it's about it's, yo. It's, it's, it's really not funny. But this is what, what is going on. And it is, and this is what is going on along the history of the world. There, there are almost leftists killing leftists, and they they try to blame the all right of doing this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be my interpretation with uh, Boluarte, her being a puppet uh, of globalism, which, as I was saying earlier, in my view, a large portion of globalism has this uh, Marxian, progressive, liberal strain, and just you know going back to that. Um, some of your peers, uh, you know, Miklos Lukas, who's been on my podcast, I hope to have him on again soon, Agustin Laje, Pablo Iturieta, they talk about, you know, the cultural Marxism, and they're really pushing this transgenderism and lgbt I've had a guest in the past, Jim Jatras, former diplomat, who called it rainbow fascism. Um, you know, we saw recently a man wearing a Jesus T-shirt in a mall in america was kicked out because of that t-shirt and just this week it was reported some school children catholic school children which attended visited the smithsonian museum because they had pro-life hats they were kicked out i mean wh- what kind of america is this and you know, here in mexico politicians um i i have read that they've lost their jobs because they've quoted the bible you know tolerance right teachers are losing their jobs all over america and europe because they do not agree with this you know transgenderism lgbtism again where's the tolerance and i'm i'm not afraid to say that i think most of the world rejects these norms socially morally and and spiritually i've lived in kazakhstan i've had these discussions 95% of the people in kazakhstan are conservative you know socially they they wouldn't uh, agree with this and in many other countries you know i saw a poster poster recently in spain where they said the poster said heterosexuality is not normal which yeah. means it's it's ob- abnormal what are your thoughts on the 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 pushing the use as a weapon uh you know of transgenderism and lgbtism and, and anyone who doesn't you know they're shoving this down our throats and with our children uh, and if you don't accept it you know you're homophobic but i say wait no you're heterophobic you're christophobic, you're not being tolerant right it, it, it can't, it has to, it can't be just uh, one way y- your thoughts on on some of these things.
1: you know, I really like that term that you mentioned, the rainbow fascism. I mean th- that is what is going on. Uh, one of the things that I fear the most is all that is being going on with the kids because you know, I'm in the age, I want to have kids soon. And I think that we have to protect the kids at, at, at all costs. I mean, I think that there, there, there shouldn't be a place for this. I, I don't know why we are even discussing these things. How are even we discussing if, a, I don't know, five years old kid can have like uh, all those chemistry in the, in their bodies to try to change his his his, his sex. I, I mean, that, that doesn't have like like, like really any sense. And, and and yeah, the, the, those people that try to say that they are, like, the most in, in, in inclusive in the world, they are the ones that are, are, are pushing away, are, are, are attacking all the people that that, that are different than they, And they are a minority. I mean, I, I don't know what, what number of the population they are, but they are attacking almost all the world because it doesn't think like, like doesn't think like them. And... It's, it's stupid, it's always the same, that when you say something about that agenda, they try to convert you in homophobic or something like that. I mean, that, that, that's stupid. I, one of my best friends is gay. It doesn't have any sense, but every person, every people with a little bit of consciousness know that this is stupid, that you, you can put the kid in, you know, and in, in discussing these sexual topics, I mean, there is, and, and I, I saw yesterday, I don't know if, if, if you have the possi- this possibility to see, the the speech of one member of Gays Against Groomers in a board school in Florida. They, they, they were saying, I think that every teacher that puts a LGBTQ flag in, in the classroom should be in jail. I mean, there, there is no reason why an adult is, is 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 allowed to have a discussion about sex with the kids of other people. That that doesn't have really any sense. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I've heard some theories that you know Marxism, for example, they would use um before they tried to use the the, the class uh, warfare but you know because there was such a middle class they would have to switch to using sex and and, and race as as yeah, way- big,
1: big, big, because they, they create these struggles between the parents and the kids and what is going on next well these kids is going to reject their fathers um they mostly are going to become like you know helpless kids or, or adolescents without a notion or a family or any values and they are being demoralized. And then, you know, they're they, they, they are going to be leftists all their life because they they only can hope that the state will something for them. You know, only a politician can solve my problem because I, I don't work nothing. I, I don't know how to do anything. And I reject my family and I, I didn't learn to do anything because I, I spent all my childhood struggling with my father because of my sexuality or something else and that is the that that is what what is going on
0: right now and and as i understand it i mean marx talked about destroying the family destroying you know property uh and basically the state becomes god and this is what we're witnessing happening you mentioned um demoralization again in one of your past clips i saw the thumbnail you uh, mentioned yuri bezmanov the soviet defector who was interviewed was that 40, 50 years ago by G. Edward Griffin, who I had the pleasure of, of meeting a decade ago? And no,
1: 1984 yeah. it was. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, 1984. Yeah, and he talks about this demoralization campaign, this subversion. You sort of touched on my next question, which was why so much appeal for this left liberal progressive globalism, however you want to call it, with it with the young? I, I I guess I mean you've talked about it before where I think the Frankfurt school, but basically they've marched through the institutions. And the generation has been completely b- brainwashed because it's in the entertainment now. All of the entertainment, Netflix, the movies, the schools—it's all propagandized. And you, as a young person, you really can't escape. And so you have no other, um, you know, w- way of thinking. This is all the the only way of thinking. So the the, the young person is going to think, okay, this is it. I don't see any alternatives. I mean, w- w- why are the young uh, such believers in this?
1: Yeah, I think that is very hard for those people to understand the things in another way because they're being brainwashed every day, every time, in their social media, in Netflix, in everything that they see in, I don't know, series, movies, whatever, even in the books. If you go to a bookstore, I don't know how it is right now in in Latin America, because I haven't been in, in Latin America like in a couple of years, but... Here in the U.S., if, if you go to, to a bookstore, you're only going to see like gender queer things and racism and all those stuff that, you know, it's, it's only trying to, to create hate and to create division in the Americans. And yeah, it, it's, it's really hard for these kids. I think that this is our fight. I mean, if uh, here in the U.S., they, they are pushing right now to to make homeschool to make homeschool for the kids to not to not be brainwashed in the schools i think that that is like a short-term solution because i i don't see that i mean this can work for for, for a couple of kids but th- th- this is not going to be massive and we cannot let that the left took control of the of the education of the kids around the world so i think we have to fight uh, for the kids because if we don't do that i think that in the in the next generation we're gonna be fuck up
0: and yeah i'm a big proponent of homeschooling and that movement is growing but i think you're right because they could it's like we take our kids and we escape to the woods or to the caves and then they can come and get us there we're just running away and not standing and fighting and in germany uh homeschooling is illegal in Croatia, where my my other home, where I had been planning to move to, uh, homeschooling is technically not legal. France just recently passed further restrictions against homeschooling. Here in Mexico, we still have this freedom, but again, as you said, tomorrow they can outlaw homeschooling, and then what are you going to do? Um, did you have? Uh, I again, I feel kind of the things are getting bad. We're on this trajectory towards tyranny in in the west it's becoming a dystopia you know i had my paypal account shut off by the government um last year so it's getting pretty crazy um how bad do you think things will get you know what does the future look like for you do you have do you have any hope
1: well yeah i think it's 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 going to be this is going to be like difficult times but i think that we cannot lose the hope because if, if if we bend our knees and we let them to destroy us, we are we are them I mean <laughs> what, what else can we do? So I think that, that we we can have the fight right now we got like a great tool that is Twitter that we can use to propagate the truth that we didn't have that tool a couple of months ago. And I think that um, a great majority of the people are like open opening their eyes. You know, th- th- this is something similar that that what, what happened in that what happens in the past with the hippie movement in the US. They make like a cultural revolution. Uh, there were like a lot of people in, in that movement, but then the people began to realize that. The proposal was, I I mean, doesn't have like any sense. And I think that right now the people, the woke people, are losing their, their, their battle because what they are predicating is, is I mean, it's is atrocious. doesn't have any sense. And I think that this, this is this is obviously a fight between the good and the wrong. And I think that we, we are going to win this. That's
0: a positive note. Uh. I was going to ask you a final thought, but I think that's a great uh, a final thought. Is there, uh, you know, where is the best place? I, I know you got a couple of books. You've got a novel, uh, a nonfiction book in Spanish. Uh, where are the? I'll include all of your links in the description, but uh, just for you to let us know, where are the best places to find you uh, online?
1: Well, in, in my social media, obviously, in, in my, my Twitter account is Emma Rincon. and my books. Well, my books, I've been I've been selling it in in Amazon in every place of the world you can have it in digital or 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 print copies. And right now I'm working with some some, some agencies in in Spain and, and another one in Mexico. And uh, um, I'm I'm going to try we are trying to you know to to have like a more bigger distribution of my books in those countries. So I think that is going to be well for 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 the
0: next year. All right. Yeah, you've got a YouTube uh, channel as well. And again, everyone be followed. As sure. Be, be, be sure to follow uh, Emmanuel on, on Twitter, uh, YouTube. Check out his books if you speak uh, Spanish. And uh, again, thank you for being on Geopolitics and Empire.
1: Thank you. Thank you, my friend.
0: I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com. And I encourage you to sign up to the free email list that notifies you of every new podcast and other important updates. The email list and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's almost impossible to find geopolitics and empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently strikes videos. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit, Twitter, and LinkedIn take down posts. After the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO or the Atlantic Council, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account at one point. In April of 2022, the Department of Homeland Security had PayPal ban us for life. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the entire podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. You can support this Guerrilla Signal by donating via Donorbox, Buy Me a Coffee, SubscribeStar or crypto. You can purchase a consultation with the host to talk about expatriation, geopolitics or podcasting. You can also become a monthly or annual member via Stripe and receive benefits such as partaking in a monthly member Zoom call, get access to a weekly recording of my random thoughts, and a private Telegram channel. Thank you for listening.